Six and a half. What, are you rating my burp? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair. I accept the judge's decision. How do you even judge? Is it like just volume? Is it like length? Girth? There's the length. There's a there's a length of it. There is the depth of the tone. Resonance uh-huh. comes into play. There are a lot of factors, JJ. Okay, I, you know I'm not. Uh, I don't attempt or even claim to be an expert. So I'm. I will leave it to the professionals, of course. We were gamers, episode one two two, where we class it up, like we do every episode. Andrew, really, it's gotten <laughs> better. I mean, <laughs> nowhere to go but up. <laughs> Welcome back. There's JJ. Hello, Michael. Hey, friends. And uh, Andrew's here as always. We're gonna talk some games today. I know we don't do it all the time. Sometimes we get way off track. A la last episode, I think we didn't get to games until about twenty minutes in. There were there were games last episode. I don't think so. I don't eh. remember. It doesn't really matter. Ah, uh, but it's been a fun true. weekend. I played a lot of Fire Emblem. I don't have much to report other than that I love tactics games. I went from Mech Warrior to this, and I probably will go right back to another one afterwards. I didn't realize this about myself until recently. Hey, man, you found what you like, and that's rad. Isn't that what this whole podcast is about? Doing yeah. what you love? Helping people find the games that they should be playing with the limited time that they have. I think, I mean, can you just take over hosting? Because I've been trying say, for 120 like episodes to, to <laughs> lead in a podcast. Welcome back to We Were Gamers, a podcast about self-discovery. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, that was... Uh, I, and you know what? That's a lie. I, that's not the only thing I played. Um, I think that if you're not really in the know anymore on it, JJ and Michael, I don't think you even own Overwatch, right? I mean, wait. Yeah, I paid for it a while no, back. No, no, no. I did uh, not. I, yeah, Michael doesn't own Overwatch. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. That was a run-on sentence. See, I couldn't see your comma splice there, so I didn't know. Mm-hmm. If I've learned anything about commas, they are the most important thing in the Constitution of the United States of America. Anyway, <laughs> Overwatch had an event uh, recently, some soda-themed thing for Diva, and uh, you had to watch some Twitch, and you had to, which was coincided with their uh, World Cup. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which might still be ongoing. I don't know. Go USA. They made it to the final rounds of that. Uh, nice. you could get a skin though if you played nine or if you won. Let me be clear: won nine games. Mm. I learned some very hard lessons, and I also learned some stuff about Overwatch that you might be interested in. JJ, yes. One, don't do your placement matches when trying to win a quick amount of games. Mm, yeah, probably that's going to rank you in a place where you don't want to be. It has nothing to do with the rankings. The competitive matches are quite long, and considering that they are trying to peg your skill level, um, unless you're really good, you probably win about half of them. Sure, I guess that makes sense. So in the amount of time it took me to win four games, I could have easily won nine if I had done just quick match. 
I mean, I guess I would have never bothered with the competitive stuff like I really never have in the past anyway, so it never would have occurred to me to try to do that. But that's a good tip. Well, since, since you and I have been playing, um, you know, we dropped off quite a bit. Uh, they oh, yes. changed quick match a lot. You don't... Whoa. Yeah. You don't do the, like, roundabout like you do in competitive mode. You know how quick match used to be, okay, well, you try to capture the point, then they try to capture the point, right? Right. Yeah. They moved that to competitive as well, and then they were like, well, this quick match thing doesn't really have a place anymore, so you know what we're going to do? One side tries to capture the point. That's the that's the end of it. Win or lose. So you just randomly get to be offense or defense every time yep. you click that thing, and you don't yep, have a... Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. That kind of sucks. Well, yes and no. Um, turns out if you're somewhat decent at the game now, quick match has really has gone from uh, complete S show to just kind of like people getting in quick games. And a lot of them are just mess horsing around, you know. So if you're, if you're decent at it, you can get some wins. And I did. Uh, so I got that skin. And I just thought it would be interesting for people to know that kind of like fell off of Overwatch like we did because of the time commitment sometimes. That the quick match games are pretty fast. And, uh, yeah. And the, some news out of that that I saw on the little ticker there is that ESPN and ABC have signed a major long-term deal with Overwatch to air them next season. And they're adding something like 14 professional teams. Okay. Oh, wow. How? I mean, okay, that's a lot of teams. Uh... I get that. I uh does it seem bad that they're expanding the league by more than double the size of the current league? Isn't the current league only like 10 teams or something and now they're more than doubling it in the second season? I think it's is it 8 per conference so there's 16? Oh, are there 16 already? All right, that's like less concerning, I guess. I think there's I might be wrong. I don't know. I stopped very nearly doubling it. Track I guess. Of the, yeah, I mean they're adding a lot of teams, and I see. I get your point. Like they yeah. should expand more slowly. Well, you know, like if you want to draw the real sports analogy that they seem to be very keen to want to do, um, doesn't it sure seem like they're adding a lot of teams, which real sports leagues don't do? Well, real sports leagues are at like thirty-two. They've already capped out their markets, basically, right? Okay. I mean, I guess that's fair. There's also a much smaller barrier to entry, right? Well, and, and if you're a sports team compared to a, a physical sports team, if well, you wanted to draw the comparison directly, this would be like the AFL merging with the NFL. Yeah, I guess in that there's like a large pool of players, and they're just like sucking up more of them into the top level. Yeah, you know they add a bunch of teams, but there's really no other Overwatch league to suck up. Yeah. I I don't know. It just seems like a lot to me. I mean, maybe it's good. I assume there are people that are still watching this thing. So in which case, great, yeah. I guess. More of that for people who want it. Enough for them to invest this much more. So interesting. I just thought it was okay. interesting information. Yeah, cool. I mean, you know, like I said, I don't really have a, a horse in that race, but I'm happy for people that like it. Right on. Well, that's enough about that. Who's got next? Uh, I can go. Uh, I... I finally, Andrew, I got to the end of a game. Michael, do you we remember? Saw some, saw some credits? I saw credits, yeah. Man, are they really long credits. Holy smokes. <laughs> you know, there's an achievement in Battletech for watching the credits. I know. 
I got it. Ah, <laughs> Early on, it. because you can just click on the credits button and then go oh, away. Oh, I did it uh, accidentally because I wanted to see my name in the... In the backer section? In the back section, yeah. Yeah. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. I fast-forwarded to mine. Oh. Uh, but uh, I finished. Uh, I saw the end credits of Yakuza 0. Uh, I didn't do everything. Um, and there is so much if you wanted to do everything. But I did do some of the cool things, like I unlocked the additional battle style for both characters, which involves doing some lengthy minigame stuff. Um, and that is very cool, man. I will say that story really goes some places, and it is like watching action movies. Every time you get a cutscene, you're like, oh man, something cool is going to happen. This guy is going to jump out of a window and punch this guy, or he's going to throw a table at him, or someone is going to betray someone and shoot at him. It's just like every time you expect the most like cornball crime movie gangster stuff to go on. It was very entertaining. That's how you know a game has done their their cutscenes right, is when you you look forward to them and you're not just like, yeah, yeah, give me back to the gameplay. Yeah, and, you know, all the actors uh, are putting in good performances. I suppose it helps if you like um, Japanese movies and Japanese uh, acting style, I guess. Uh, I mean, classically or modern or, I mean, because uh, I, I are, love me some, uh, you know, Seven Samurai. and Sure. This is more of like, uh, mm, I don't want to say, like, classic like that classic but maybe more like the battle royale uh tradition of like cool japanese dude trying to do cool stuff all the time i see um there's there's definitely a lot of like guys leaving one-liners and then like turning around and then someone running up and punching him across the face or whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's like how dare you do this to me and then like them running up and knocking the other guy through a table Right. Uh, anyway, that game is a lot of fun. Uh, if you can stand the lack of English voice acting and the Japanese weirdness of that game, it is very fun. That's my recommendation there. And uh, like I predicted in the last episode, I think, uh, I started up Dragon Quest XI, uh, which is great. Uh, so far, anyway, uh, I enjoy that there is a slider where I can just take the sound and just turn it all the way down to zero for the music. <laughs> And play whatever else I want over top of it. <laughs> Those eight bit beats get a little repetitive after a while. And it's not even the music is bad, it's that it's repetitive. Oh my god. For a game that's like a hundred hours or something, supposedly, why is the overworld theme like two minutes long and See, then looping? So you just have a different audio pet peeve. Like my my audio pet peeve. Oh, I, I often time turns off turn off music when it gets repetitive, like battle music especially. And but, this is extremely that. Yeah. Uh, but I do. It's true that is the bigger peeve as opposed to the one that I thought I was going to have going in, which was the the MIDI orchestration. Okay. And you definitely can still hear that though. It is like it sounds eight bitty for sure. <laughs> and you're like, why couldn't they just do this music with a proper? Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, I guess it doesn't matter because I'm just turning it off. It's like they don't even have, like, you get into a boss fight and then there isn't different music. It's the same battle music, but it, like, loops a little longer. It's like an extra minute long instead of the normal short battle theme. 
Why? Is he not special enough to have his own music? He seems like a guy that's going to be in this game for a while. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But, gosh. Um, that said, actually playing it is very fun. And, you know, uh, I guess this is worth bringing up. You know, do you guys ever use those auto-battle options that are in these kinds of games? Oh. Sometimes. Hmm. I use them in Bravely Default quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Because I that game that style of game, um, I believe Octopath has roughly similar system. The, the new system that Square has, where you can kind of mortgage your turns to do more damage up front. Um, random battles become a lot simpler. You be, you you develop a, a kind of a like a one KO combo, right? Um, and I have turned them on for those types of games as well as like Final Fantasy. I think it was twelve where you could automate the characters running around and doing battles and things like that. That game in particular has quite a lot of automation. Yeah. 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 So Final Fantasy 12 is one of the few that stands out of ones where I've actually sort of used the auto to just run on itself because normally I don't find them to have enough customization options, right? A lot of the, the old school ones you'd set on auto battle and all your characters would just attack, which you know, yep. it's fine if you have a bunch of tanky characters, but if you if you've got a balanced team or a bunch of mages, then auto attack is going to take all day, or they're just going to get wiped out. Right. right. So I will say this game has uh, an auto battle built in, and by default, all of the party members except your uh, the main character start under some form of auto battling. They don't follow your menu commands unless you go set them to do that intentionally. Uh, and I have found the modes pretty helpful. Like I just leave it for most of the random battle, or not random, but like most of the battles out in the world or whatever. I just leave it on, uh, you know, computer control in the, I think that they, they call the modes like fight wisely. Don't use MP <laughs> follow orders, go all out and, I forget. There's another one for, like, focus on healing or something. So that that sounds to me like the secret of mana options. Yeah, maybe. Where you, you could, there was a, I don't remember if it was a grid or if it was a slider, but your, um, your other two characters uh, were computer controlled normally, and you could swap between them, so you were always controlling one, but you could set their battle style, is what I think they called it. Yeah, and you can make them more aggressive or more, uh, you know. Yeah, you could definitely oriented. do it on a per character basis. So if you want to have everyone follow orders and like you know use menu commands or whatever, and you can, um, and you can set them like, hey, when you get the like the pep power, which is like your your overcharge state or whatever, you can tell them, hey, don't use any of these special moves. Like, just you know keep doing whatever so that you can then take control and use the fancy moves in the right time or whatever. Um, I, you know, I, I enjoy it. It's very, it's not very difficult. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's okay. Right. I like a, sometimes it is a nice, like just, Hey, relaxing game. Everything is like really cute. All the monsters have puns in their names. If you like dad jokes and puns, this is the game for you. There's a bigger existential question there about, should we really be doing busy work at this point? Um, that needs to be automated because it's busy work or is that just part of the genre? It is pretty cool though. I will say would you, you know, get the right 
you know, sequence of spells to line up or whatever, and you get that huge crit hit or, and you know, the enemy goes flying backwards and has a big sound effect, you know, <laughs> it is still fun to watch the numbers fly off their heads. True. Yep. Good game overall though. Yeah. So far, I guess I don't, you know, I'm only a collection of hours in here. Um, you know, they're still generating new stuff. I just got a, uh, another party member. So I'm guessing there's a few more yet to come. Guess that makes it my turn. <laughs> cool. Um, JJ, just uh, something for you to look forward to. I'm I'm getting very close to the end of second chapter. This is Ooh. so. It's such a tease, man. <laughs> I, tease. I really want to talk about trails in the skies. Uh, I'm not one you, to Michael, talk, but. considering it took me six months or a year or bravely default on this podcast. But so I'm in. I'm in the finale. It. Okay. It might be far enough for you to talk about twists, but I'm sure there are a few more in the in this last you segment get, here. You just get to the end, and then we'll we'll talk okay. about it. Nice. I'm excited for that. So that that'll be coming up. Um, but something new that I have done uh, this past week. Have you guys heard about Wolverine: The Long Night? It's a podcast, right? I don't know what that is. So yes. It is a podcast, sort of. An, an audiobook, but a podcast or something? It is. It's a scripted podcast um, put out by Marvel in conjunction with Stitcher. So the return of the radio drama. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, it's like a radio drama a la, you know, Buck Rogers or The Shadow or whatever. Yep. So nice. it is a, it's a 10-part uh, radio drama that... Has been out for a little while now, I think. Uh, I think they released it to the Stitcher Premium um, platform. So if you had a, an account that you paid for, you could listen to it. But last week, they just released the first two episodes uh, in wide release. Are they going to continue releasing them, or are they trying to bait you into that Stitcher thing? I think they're going to continue releasing them. I guess I'll okay. know... By the time this podcast airs, we'll know whether there are more episodes forthcoming. But I think they're going to release the whole thing. Cool. So is it like... So is it is like an audio drama, right? They have characters and there's a, a plot or whatever, and then it just ends on a cliffhanger or whatever into episode two? Yeah, basically. Um, so the, the the it starts out with a boat washing ashore on uh just outside this tiny little alaskan town and all the crew is found dead on the boat Uh oh and because it was in it happened in international waters these two uh special agents show up to investigate the deaths of the crew okay that sounds cool yeah. I'm into this kind of thing. I just uh, haven't had the time yet, and it sounds like we should maybe. Well, I hate to say we should wait because it, you know, they need the views to keep doing stuff like this. But also, it feels like we should wait <laughs> until more <laughs> comes uh, out. Yeah. So yeah, we, but it's uh, go ahead. Did they, did they make an announcement or anything about this? I've never even heard of this. I only heard about it because I listened to a different podcast. And they did an ad spot for it. 
I know oh. what podcast you're talking about. You probably do. <laughs> Shout out LeVar Burton Reads. Yeah. That's a good podcast. It's a very good podcast. Okay. Well, that's cool. I would never have found out about this. So thank you for spreading the word. Because that I listen to podcasts. As a podcast listener, you listening to me should also be listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I, I thought about, I was thinking about this in, in a sort of meta way. Podcasts, I know, are something that we all listen to, but we don't really talk about other podcasts besides our own. True. Yeah. I guess I feel like the stuff I listen to besides this is pretty boring. I listen to some gaming ones. I listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR. I listen to an F1 podcast. I guess that's probably the most unique one. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, yeah. so should we all try and pick our mo- most unique podcast real quick? Sure. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Well, I'm surprised you didn't list All Systems Goku in there. All Systems Goku is, uh, it seems to be on hiatus. So, uh, yeah, that is great uh, also, <laughs> but you need to have some... It's a pretty strange intersection of uh, of stuff there. You really got to be interested in Dragon Ball Z uh, to like all systems Goku. I'm going to shout out Hello from the Magic Tavern then. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. I have fallen way off the wagon on that one, but, man, I like that podcast a lot. Yeah. Improv podcast about a magical world, kind of like Middle Earth, but way, way crazier because it's all improv. Yep. <laughs> they, the commitment to the lore in that podcast is strong, and I, I am here for it. <laughs> I can't I don't, believe they managed to make a show bible for that because I know, it just right? It's out of control. <laughs> they just make stuff up and like then have to carry on with what they the person made up about them in the last episode. There's definitely for a lot 40 of forty oh, more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, didn't we say this earlier? And someone was like, "Yes, we did." Who said we didn't say that? <laughs> Uh, that's a great one. What about you, Michael? Uh, so I already talked about LeVar Burton Reads, um, which if you don't know, Reading Rainbow for Adults, a bunch of just, it's LeVar Burton reading short stories, uh, all fiction. That's pretty um, cool. But probably, you know, I don't, I don't have a ton that I listen to really regularly, a, a sports podcast here and there. Um, but the most unique one now is probably this new one. Uh, just because of the the format of it, the fact that it's the whole thing is a scripted story rather than you know a, a podcast where people sit down like like us and talk about something. There, a few of those types of things have existed, like Welcome to Night Vale and a couple. I was just about to say that one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, radio dramas, but they've all definitely been kind of grassroots radio dramas. I can think of um, what was it, Magic Adventure Time or. There's definitely one, the a pretty big one with um, Aubrey Plaza and a bunch of those people that were doing shorts. Like each episode was a different thing and weren't connected. Um, this is definitely the biggest company I can think of throwing it back, weight back behind radio drama. You know, Superman used to have, Superman might even have more episodes of radio drama than television. Still. I'd believe that. Yeah, and I they, mean, you know, for for this one, Marvel went out and got they got some names that you've definitely heard of to to do the recording on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like Wolver- Wolverine is voiced by Richard Armitage. Oh, okay, I know him. <laughs> 
That's very cool. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, man, I can't think of too many st- too many like big names that have gotten into the the podcast sphere, other than your typical like you know media and news organizations. It's not a lot of like big media properties coming out and doing podcasting for whatever reason. I know there are a lot of like actors that go around and do like on other actors podcasts and stuff like comedy also is pretty big in that that scene mm-hmm. um but i'm not too plugged into those worlds so i guess i don't follow it that close i don't know why but i can't get a picture of fred armison trying to do wolverine out of my head <laughs> <laughs> i know you said richard armitage but that's what popped in when you said it that's a look it's <laughs> some interesting not. acting i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know that it's probably that time, considering Monday Night Football has ended, but I didn't want to cut it off too early if anyone had any other uh, news-type stuff that we wanted to throw out there before the end of the gaming part of the podcast here. Oh, um, you know, I have been keeping up with uh, Magic the Gathering Arena a little bit. Have you had any chances to play, Andrew? I have definitely fallen off quite a bit, Um, much like... Gwent, which I can't remember the name of right mm-hmm. now off the top of my head, so that's not a good sign. Um, Magic might have more piqued my interest in terms of coming back to it, but there's definitely nothing that, like, Hearthstone treadmill style, like, I gotta keep earning stuff, yeah. or I gotta the, get into Especially since here. there is a permanent account wipe coming at some point. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Uh, but I'm still enjoying playing, uh, and they, this week, I guess, are doing a, they've been doing pretty well with rotating in new, like, weird modes. I would love to be clear that I still like that game a lot. I've always liked Magic, and I'm glad that there's going to be a way that I can play it, and not in the, um, not in the big collection sense, like the other version of that game that they own. Sure, yeah. Um, you don't need a... 800 years worth of magic cards out there. Right, exactly. <laughs> so um I just uh, it just hasn't sucked me into it yet as the as a uh, platform. And you know, I think they're hopefully they're working on that stuff. I really it's missing a lot of like important features like a friends list and the ability to play against friends. Yeah, that uh, would get specifically. Me uh but they have been uh, more recently been doing a lot of weird modes, like kind of weekly. They rotate through like kind of a new, kind of unproven mode. They've done that singleton mode where you can only have one of each card. They've done a mode where it's uh, popper, which is commons and uncommons only. Uh, and this week they're doing a new mode called Momir, which I had never heard of, and was completely. Uh, confused by, but apparently this is a thing that has existed in Magic Online for forever uh, and is some kind of weird legacy thing that I don't understand how it was supposed to have worked initially, but the way it works is there's this uh, they call it an emblem basically it's like an uninteractable power that both players have to discard a land from your hand, then tap as many lands as you want and summon a a random minion of whatever mana cost equal to the number of lands that you tapped. Your your deck is required to be only lands, and the only thing you can do is this guy and then any powers on creatures that show up. 
That seems pretty and random. And you have, <laughs> you have no control over what shows up. It's completely random. So if you pay it's two just mana. at the level of what you've tapped. Yep. You, if you pay you two mana, you get the two. colors that you have uh, chosen in your lands or what? Yeah, you can get, you will get a random colored thing. Um, so, you know, you want to think about, well, which creatures have activated abilities or whatever, and then maybe I want to skew towards that direction in terms of land. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, oh, if I have, if I'm tapping eight, how many eight cost guys even exist, right? Or nine or whatever. But since you have to discard a card from your hand, you know, your hand is getting smaller as time goes on and you have to play land out to get the mana to get to that point, right? So at some point you're just like discarding whatever land is in your hand in order to play new cards and then your hand size goes away and then you can't play more land to get up there. So at some point you have to not do anyway, you know, you have to skip turns at some point, right? If you want to get to high mana cost creatures, it's been very fun so far. Uh, and I want to shout that mode out because it is really weird and <laughs> very, very uncontrolled, like the, unlike the rest of magic, right? Because it's just pulling random from the pool that exists. Do they allow you to get daily rewards and stuff like that from those modes? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's a good draw if they continue to do weird stuff that allows you to still get your rewards in, right? Yeah. Uh in the past they've done other weird modes where like, oh, you can play two lands a turn or hey, all life gain is doubled and everyone starts at 40 instead of 20. Or oh, you know, there's yeah, like I said, there was the, the popper one where you can't have any rares or above or the singleton stuff. So they've been trying out different stuff. So uh, hopefully they continue doing that. And they're teasing some kind of announcement of something on the 19th, which will very probably be the new set of cards. But who knows? So anyway, I just wanted to shout that out because it's fun. And uh, I like that game. Sweet. Okay. Uh, awesome. Let's do some... So it's some socials before we get into the end of week two of fantasy football here. Well, if people want to email us, that could be at podcast at weweregamers.com, a real email address uh, that we read. And if you want to tell us about uh, some sweet games or uh, a better version of some weird magic thing that I don't know, uh, that is the email address to send it to. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at WeWereGamers and Facebook.com slash WeWereGamers. So hit us up on all those places. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever fine podcasts are found. Yeah, tell us uh, tell us what other podcasts are out there we should be listening to. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. I always have room on this scrolling list of podcasts to add new things. I haven't hit critical mass yet, so keep keep, keep suggestions coming. All right, week two, fantasy football, fantasy football. It's Brian Fitzpatrick's league, and we're all just swimming in it. Fitz magic, man. That's true. <laughs> Something has it's, got to it's be in the water in, in Tampa Bay. It's all in the beard. Ooh, he, that picture of him, it, if y'all haven't seen it, you need to go look that picture up on ESPN or Twitter or wherever you find it, of him... He said he borrowed that outfit from Deshaun Jackson, first off. <laughs> of course he did. That makes sense. And also, I didn't know they were the same size. Uh, all, yeah, who knew, right? Uh, also, everyone on the internet is saying he looks exactly like Colin McGregor. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. He definitely looks like he could be an MMA guy. Yeah. Um, I thought there was no way that there was going to be a better meme all season than the Eli Manning face. 
from this that week's was, game. That yeah. was pretty epic. And the that, only thing I see on Twitter is Fitzmagic. It's so good. And, and that Eli face uh, is top five Eli faces for sure. Top three. It's so good. Yeah, that one is worth looking up as well. Uh, and while we're on the lookup train, also this week saw the first maybe drop kicked kickoff in a football game. Is that legal? I don't know. And we can take the 17 seconds it takes for you guys to look this up. It happened so who, in the Monday night football game tonight against the, the Seahawks and Bears. The Seahawks sent out an Australian player who rugby rock pick drop kicked the kickoff and the part that i don't understand how it's legal is the ball bounces off the ground before he kicks it huh oh i'm watching this video let's see yup yup it bounces off the ground he just he just kicks it it just looks like a normal kickoff and he returns it like uh huh when are they allowed to move? When he drops the ball? When it bounces? Like, how? I think he has to I kick it. I think he has to make contact with it before anyone can cross the line. But okay. I didn't know he was allowed to hold it. You're definitely allowed to handhold a football for kickoff, so maybe that's part of that rule. So, the, you, wait, can the kicker hold the ball and kick it himself? Someone can hold the ball no matter what, because they right, have like wind when it blows it off the tee. Okay, so then in that case they're saying that this person is just doing that person's job so this is fine i guess i mean he didn't advance it by dropping it so i can't complain about that i guess yeah but what happens when it drops the exact wrong way and bounces the away from him like what is this going to be a big problem this? for him <laughs> no just what's the rule governing this right if it doesn't bounce towards him he doesn't kick it it's a start over how many times does he get to try it has to go it has to go 10 yards right isn't that the rule if it doesn't go 10 yards then it's not a legal kick well, and it's like a it's penalty gotta go ten, it's got to go 10 yards before you can touch it you the receiving team can touch it whenever hmm yeah, I there don't know, man. Many rules questions I have about this, and I hope that this coming week we will see the league clarify what the heck the rules are. Apparently I said it's the rules Fitz are Magic's you can do that because he did it and no one said anything. I said it's Fitzmagic time, which I assume none of us have on their roster, but it might not yep. just be him. Does anyone have Patrick Mahomes on their roster? I did the not goodness. roll with Mahomes this week. Because I should have apparently. Wow. Yeah, Six NFL touchdowns. record. NFL record: ten TDs in your first two starts. Six in this week. Twenty-two years old. Youngest player ever to have a six-touchdown game. Yeah, I don't think it's the most because I'm pretty sure I remember a couple seven-touchdown games. But the kid is certainly on fire, and if. The best Mahomes meme maybe this week was Patrick Mahomes, which a Hall of Fame in his names instead of. Okay, okay. I don't know. I like that. I got it. Yeah. Anyway, how did everybody do? I uh, will. I can lead it off. I was in the camp of I'm not going to win all weekend, especially with the Sunday night football game having occurred the way it did, and Odell Beckham getting five points, which was. Despicable. I will say that I'm happy that he got a low number of points uh, because I'm playing against him this week. Sure, but how? However, that's very low. 
it, it kept me in the vein of not uh, thinking that I could win. I was down too many points. And then the Bears' defense went off tonight, and I thought, man, if Odell Beckham had had a week, I'd be winning this game. Looked, looked in my league score, and of course, would have beaten everyone else in the league. One of those weeks, yeah. Week two, and we're already... The worst. The Yeah, in the worst position imaginable. Uh, I got absolutely blown out on Thursday night in one of my leagues. Uh, just AJ Green just went nuts and destroyed my team. And uh, then that continued with the rest of my team underperforming uh, that week. And, and in my work league, I'm doing better uh i'm up by a few points after uh the unimpressive performance by mr uh, beckham jr and a middling performance by the bears alan robinson so i'm i should be out of the range of stat corrections but i suppose you never know uh so i'm squeaking by there which is nice nice yeah, so I I started out on a high because I have a uh, big Ben who did his best to keep pace with Mahomes, mm-hmm. um, and had almost forty five points for me. Um, and then uh, so Drew I thought Brees I was sitting here with seventeen points. Ugh. Um, I thought I was in a good place, and then um, the Arizona and L.A. Rams game happened. Wow. And not only do I have David Johnson, I was up against Todd Gurley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the discrepancy there was a a 26 point swing not in my favor. Not um, great. But fortunately, uh, coming down the stretch in for Detroit last night was Golden Tate, who scored just enough points for me to get a, a, a 1.2 point margin of victory. That's pretty good. We'll take it, right? Which then got taken away by a Yahoo error and then restored by a correction <laughs> to the Yahoo error overnight. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, apparently they uh, blocked a uh, blocked PAT counts the same as a blocked kick. So my defense got two. And then an hour after the that game ended, the two points mysteriously disappeared. Like Yahoo just took them back off the... Hmm. Off the scoring line. How did everybody do on their waivers this past week? Maybe pick uh, the best pickup you got? I picked up George Kittle uh, in a league, uh, which turned out to be not great because he only got three points this week after I lost Delaney Walker. So uh, I wouldn't I mean, drop no. him, though. Oh, no, I'm not. But it was more of a I had hoped for more and got nothing. But, yeah. you know, my opponent was playing uh, what's the tight end in on Andrew Luck's team. Um Jack Doyle. Doyle. Jack Doyle, who also did nothing. So I didn't, I guess it wasn't too big of a deal. Tight ends have not been so great. Uh, Evan Ingram did get a touchdown in garbage time for me, but. Whoever that Steelers tight end is got like 45 points or whatever, which you can be darn sure will never happen again. Yeah. Yep. You will get zero for the rest of the season. You could guarantee that. Yeah, I was doing, I picked up, I made two pickups actually. I got um, Cobb. Who had kind of a quiet day. How did you get caught? Um, Small I, league. I don't know how he didn't get... I mean, I'm in an eight-person league, so there are always going to be people on the on the waiver wire who are, you know, how are they not on a team? Right. He's um, not the number one, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, and then I also picked up uh, Chris Thompson. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was Redskins. a good pickup. 
um, who has had two very good games so far. So that will be actually a really good replacement for Mixon. Yeah, that's going to hurt my team. I have no... I picked up Javorius Allen, Buck Allen, this Mm -hmm. past week, who did get 10 points but didn't carry a lot. He got a touchdown in there. But that's the closest thing I have to a replacement to my Joe Mixon running back situation. And I know Derrick Henry is not going to cut it. And I'm considering... I have Latavius Murray sitting here waiting for Dalvin Cook to go down, but I don't think I can hold him these coming weeks while Mixon's out. If you, yeah, at, at least Mixon's not on IR. They're saying it's two to four weeks. I have the other end of the Tennessee running back struggle where I have Deion Lewis, who also didn't do great this week, but I apparently have, had have, more rushing attempts. Wait. Yeah, because I just don't know what to do with that because the guy did – maybe he didn't do awesome last week, but he got like nine points or something, which is kind of what you expect from the number two. And – this week he got like four. I think so. we have to wait until Marcus Mariota's back. Yeah, I got it's yep. true. It was the backup, so and Drew Brees was not his characteristic self this week either. So no, and that you know going from what thirty one last week to seventeen this week, it hurts. That right there, lot that if Odell Beckham puts up a normal receiver game, ten points, and Drew Brees comes back to his normal self at twenty four, I won my game. Yeah, like it's really frustrating when you look at Drew Brees with 17 and Michael Thomas, his receiver, with almost 25, and you're like, well, what happened here? You wanna, yeah, I have, I have Michael Thomas. You want to hear a frustrating stat is Cam Newton. I'm playing against Cam Newton over here with 27 points, and uh, I've got Christian McCaffrey with no touchdowns. And I have that same statistic. Uh, I'm against I Cam actually Newton and I have McCaffrey. This. Other than Evan Ingram, I have no touchdowns on my roster, uh, except from, you know, obviously a quarterback. But so one touchdown on my roster minus the quarterback. And on his roster, every player has a touchdown at least. Let's see. How did I I still manage to come within seven points? Actually, the (laughs) only guy on my team with touchdowns is Michael Thomas. And those are both from Drew Brees. Wow. And no one else has any. But he played yeah. the Baltimore defense, which turns out to be a bad move. They got minus Oops. points. Oh. Uh, and then Odell and Larry Fitzgerald didn't do great. So yeah. I, I covered yeah. it in the... Roethlisberger saved me on the on the touchdown front, other than, you know, Thomas. Sometimes the uh, high floor plan is just good enough to squeak by. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's my Cooper Cup play. Dude, that guy's a legit option, man. I would have, uh, if I had had him on that team, I would have been playing him over um, Deion Lewis. Well, he's in my uh, keeper, and I got him last year. So I think I keep him in the 10th round, so he'll be an 8th rounder next year. Not bad. Oh, that's a great That's a that's great spot. Pretty good value, yeah. Yeah, this will be my second year with him, so. I don't know. Mike Williams needs to get involved in the Chargers, and I've got a real good one-two in the low rounds on wide receivers. Yeah, I know that Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon, yeah, yep. is is still very involved because he had twenty-seven points against me this week. <laughs> you know who went off? Sammy Watkins. Finally, I could man talk about a guy whose career went from being a bunch to nothing for a couple years, and then he shows up out of nowhere. Well, he went to the Bills. 
I yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. What else happens when you go to the Bills? I don't understand. It's like two teams like voluntarily decided to just be bad all of a sudden. I guess we should talk about Josh Gordon. Yeah, speaking of players uh, yeah. making the news going places. Yeah, well, at least he didn't go to the Bills. Yeah, he went to the Patriots. Do you uh, think he had a lot of say in that? No, okay. obviously not. No, because I saw something that said that his preferences were Dallas and San Francisco. Or did he I even just, know the Patriots were in the game? I don't think he gets any say in the matter. It's just like, where is the team going to deal him and wh- who will give them the yeah. most? Sure. And it's Mungo-only pawn in game of life. So so removing the fact that the Browns are really dumb. Yes. Uh, what do you think of Pat, Pat, Pat's Josh Gordon? You know, I... He's a guy who definitely will probably benefit from the football knowledge they claim to instill in all their players. Um, I hope he's good. I don't know. I think he's a he has a he has the potential to be a really good player. Does it move um, him up to like a top ten? I think it would, like with anyone who goes to the path, it's just a question of how well is he going to fit into the system. Yeah, because you can't assume that they're even going to give him any looks if he doesn't run the route exactly the way they want it, right? Does he fit in the the Edelman box? Does he fit in the Chris Hogan box? Does he fit in the, you know, whichever other weird route running box do they want him in? Um, And, you know, and Tom Brady spreads the ball around, so you don't really have any kind of, like, if you're talking about purely from a fantasy perspective, like, I mean... If people that drafted him are probably holding on to him, I assume. But beyond that, uh, giant question marks. Yeah. I mean, unless your name is Gronk. Yeah, it's like Gronk and Tom Brady, the two people you can trust on the Patriots for fantasy, and then no one else. Well, week two is definitely in the books by the time this comes out. So Absolutely, yeah. And uh, we'll be moving on to week three. I may feel a little slightly on tilt, but not depressed. I will say that uh, this week was very stressful because almost all my points and almost all my players came in the second half of their games. Oh. And that's Ooh, very yeah. frustrating when you have like 70% of your roster playing in the 10 a.m. games and then no points come in until like 11.30 or 12. And you're like, I have seven people. I have no points. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Uh, but we did get there, so 